Welcome to Fresh Perspective, a podcast presented by Recycling Today. Fresh Perspective features young professionals in the scrap and recycling industry, offering insights from the next generation of industry leaders. Guests share their stories of what led them to the scrap industry and new ideas on industry trends. Tune in here, stories from scrap processors, traders, operators, and more who are starting to lead in this space. Fresh Perspective is beginning an ongoing dialogue with future executives of the industry. Hi, my name is Megan Smalley, and I'm with Recycling Today magazine. Welcome to the Fresh Perspective podcast. I'm here today with Caroline Allman, who is Compliance Officer at Apto Solutions, which is based in Atlanta. Apto Solutions has been offering information technology asset disposition, otherwise known as ITAD, services since 2001. Before coming to Apto Solutions, Caroline studied psychology and horticulture and also held several positions in the horticulture industry. She made a career change 11 years ago by taking on a position at Apto Solutions and over the years has taken on increasing responsibility at the Recycling and ITAD firm. So thanks for coming on the show today, Caroline. How's it going? Going well. Thank you so much for having me, Megan. So I think something that a lot of people would be interested in is, you know, you studied at college and had internships that were in the horticulture industry, which is very different from where you ended up in electronics, recycling, and ITAD, so, and, and psychology too. So could you tell me more about your background? What were you studying in college and what were you hoping to pursue as a career before you ended up at Apto Solutions? So originally upon graduation, my intent was to get my master's in horticultural therapy and then pursue that as a line of work. Um, and unfortunately, when I came out of college, the it, it was not a great time for finding new work and moving across the country again to pursue a master's was not very uh, appealing to me at the time. So I started... A job search to find something that was uh, also closer to my fiance at the time who lived in Atlanta, and that then led me to a job listing at Aptos Solutions in 2010. And uh, I did not have any clue what this industry was. It was very interesting to me. I was intrigued to find out what exactly it was they were doing, and uh, so I applied for the job, and they hired me, and I guess the rest is history at this point, to a certain degree at least. Definitely. Now, when you applied to work at Apto Solutions, did you think that was going to become a career for you, or was it just, I'll stay here a couple years and then we'll see what happens? What was your mentality going in? That was exactly it, was this will be a stepping stone and I will get settled in the area and then have an opportunity to have some more freedom to find a role that fit more into my degrees. And uh, I just really was taken by the industry, and there was a lot of change happening when I got hired, and uh, one thing led to another, and they kept giving me different opportunities to learn new things. Eleven years later, we're still learning new stuff. Now, have you got to use any of the skills that you learned in psychology or horticulture as you transitioned to Apto Solutions, or what are some things that you can apply from that previous education? Uh, Of course, psychology is easily applied. Uh, You're just, in general, dealing with people. 
people and uh, and the compliance side for training or uh, even employee recognition that really comes in and, and encouraging people and helping uh, people understand what we're doing and getting the engagement from employees and buy-in on what we're doing, uh, that has really helped the psychology. And then I was then put naturally put in charge of all of the uh, potted plants in the office <laughs> once they found out my <laughs> horticulture. But uh, other than that, I have not uh, had many opportunities other than the uh, odd conversation about what's going wrong with this. And then I guess when you came to Apto Solutions, what was the learning curve like? You know, were there, did it take a while for you to get used to the industry and learn things? What was that like? Uh, yes, it did. It was a definite learning curve. Uh, I had worked, you know, the extent of my IT experience was putting in orders for plants in SAP. That was it. So, coming in and having to understand what goes into making a computer work and knowing what's wrong with it. And then, you know, on the quality side, because I started helping with quality assurance and knowing what is and is not acceptable and just these different clients that we had and the nuances and of all of that. And it was just a completely different beast than anything I had ever dealt with before. And uh, luckily... Uh, I think the industry as a whole at the time was really having to pivot and reassess because there was a huge change in the industry at the time with ITAD and a lot of the big uh, OEMs were making changes with the companies they were using for that. So all things considered, I think it was I was able to kind of learn along with everybody else. So uh, it wasn't as much catch up as it probably would have been in previous times, but it's definitely... It's, it's still, to this day, it's hard for me to explain to people what exactly we do. <laughs> it's a, I think it's a, not a problem, per se, but it's a difficult, uh, a difficult thing across the board still. Got it. And kind of jumping around here a little bit, you mentioned that, yeah, ITAD, it's kind of a difficult thing to explain to people. Does that affect, you think, hiring and getting people into the industry, I know that's an issue that we're hearing from a lot of our readers. People are having issues getting people into the industry. So what would you kind of say to that? I, I would agree because trying to put a job listing out and uh, trying to, at a high level, explain what they're going to be doing is not easy because a lot of times people come in and have misunderstood what we were trying to convey in a job listing. But one thing that we've actually had a lot of luck with is uh, we are part of the eStewards Advanced Plus program, which is for special, or we volunteered to be a part of it, asked to be a part of it. And it helps us partner with groups or uh, staffing agencies who focus on placing individuals who are on the autism spectrum. So we're able to get people from those agencies who come in and it is really, that has been a huge, uh, a huge, huge thing for us um, in being able to get in and retain employees because turnover has always been a problem. Uh, and it's something I've heard from everybody, but especially in our industry, they so they really found that those on the spectrum have a sweet spot for ITAD. 
and being able to make that connection has been it's been great for us and for them we've had been really happy to be a part of that that's amazing thanks for sharing about that so tell me a little bit more about apto solutions first off what's your role like at the company and then what's it like to work at apto solutions on a day-to-day basis so apto is like you said, it's an IT asset disposition company. We've been around for 20 years now, which is crazy to think about. And our real focus has always been on reuse. Uh, recycling has been a necessary part of the business, but was never something that uh, we really focused on. It was kind of just necessary. If something couldn't be reused, remarketed, then naturally it would get recycled responsibly. Now, we've kind of turned the tables. We still have a focus on the reuse because, of course, that's the most beneficial for the environment and everybody involved financially and environmentally. But uh, trying to look at the recycling side differently, which uh, we've that's been translated into our program that we're calling Circular Transformation. So we're doing a lot more tracking of downstreams and really focusing on what things are being turned into. So that means our day-to-day has also changed where we used to have simply aggregation lines for commodities to go out. Now we have more teardown lines where our guys are really focusing on the dismantling and sorting and getting these loads ready for designated downstream vendors. Uh, we still have the majority of everything that's going on is you know, for re- focused on reuse, so the testing and data sanitization, of course, which is a high priority for us uh, with the NAID AAA certifications and, uh, and e-stores and R2 as well, just making sure that we're doing everything so that our clients' assets are properly sanitized before they are sold, they're tested, they've got functioning batteries, and all that, and that it's being communicated uh, to the client or to the customers, excuse me, that purchase these assets. Um, And we sell to wholesalers and we sell to end users. Uh, We have an eBay store. We have our own auction platform that we're using now. And uh, we just, that's one thing, apto, the word apto in Latin means to adapt. And that's one thing that, They've proven in the last 20 years they are pretty darn good at <laughs> is adapting to the changes in the in the world and in the industry. Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Um, are there any unique projects happening at Aptos Solutions today that you can talk about? Yes. So the biggest one, I just mentioned the circular transformation. Uh, that has been something that we have been... I guess, incubating, fostering, you know, whatever term you want to use, really working on for the past, gosh, I guess right when the shutdown happened last year was when we had just really started working on it in earnest and uh, started onboarding new vendors that we could go direct with our products who would tell us, hey, this is the fallout. This is what became, you know, floods. This is what was sent to, had to be sent to landfill. This is was wastewater. Um, this was uh, actually turned into a plastic. This was a non-ferrous metal, ferrous metal. Uh, 
so on and so forth, and give us those percentages back so that then we could look at our shipments and go, okay, well, this client sent us these assets that then turned into these commodities, and we could extrapolate and report back to them uh, what their products are going into and the industries that those commodities are going into. It's Some of it's still high level. We Not everyone is super keen on giving all their uh, trade secrets out, which is totally fine. But just having that extra level of information has been very, very cool. And we're hoping to eventually do a little more with that in the future uh, and get even some more reporting and credits back to our clients uh, who do choose to opt into the program. It's not something we will force everyone to do, of course. Not everyone is necessarily interested in that. Not everybody has to do sustainability reports for their stakeholders or anything, so it's not necessarily for everybody. Um, But for anyone who wants to, we are hoping to have that be something that we can, can offer them. Got it. Reporting definitely seems like something that's of increasing importance today. So that's pretty unique there. Now, aside from working at Apto Solutions, what kind of involvement do you have in the ITAD industry at large? When eStewards started working on transitioning from their version 3.1 to version 4, uh, I volunteered to assist with that process and just reviewing the changes and making sure that, uh, along with several other people in the industry, uh, we went through and just made sure that the changes that were being made were beneficial to the eStore certified companies and would hopefully bring in new companies. Uh, And I also... uh, and on the executive committee for the Coalition for American Electronics Recycling. That's something that I've only been doing for about a year now, but uh, they, um, the, the, that position is just, because that's a very large group, the committee or the, the group itself is very large in terms of membership, so the executive committee kind of helps focus in on the uh, tasks at hand and really kind of helps push the the uh, CIRA, which is the um, Secure E-Waste Export and Recycling Act, and just really helping push that in Congress. Got it. So it sounds like you're involved in some legislative efforts going on. So related to legislation, Um, What would you say are the biggest legislative efforts related to electronics recycling and ITAD that are either concerning to you today or that you hope to see passed? The one thing that has been front of mind for everybody, I think, since the beginning of 2021 has been the basil plastic ban, of course, because it's affected everybody. (laughs) It was a necessary necessary thing, but it was still, uh, a lot of companies are still struggling with it because it's just, it's just hard. There's not many domestic options for plastics. So, uh, that's definitely something that we keep talking about. It keeps coming up. And then there's also, like I mentioned, the Secure E-Waste Export and Recycling Act, which is something that The goal is to get more e-waste processed within the United States, and it really goes along with the Basel Ban Amendment as a whole, where 
we don't want our e-waste exported. We want to be able to process it in the country or in the United States, and in turn, that will help create more jobs. It takes away cybersecurity risks. There's been cases upon cases reported where even the government has gotten equipment that has counterfeit chips in it. So that's something that, and especially now after this past 16 months or so, seeing we can't be always be dependent on other countries to help us with manufacturing. So this would also benefit benefit us in that way as well. So those are the two biggest things. Uh, and I did mention the Basel Ban Amendment, which right now I think is back on the on the table for the United States becoming a member and ratifying. So we'll see how that all plays out. But with us being eSteward certified, the both of the Basel items apply to us anyway and to any other eSteward certified company. So, but it still as a whole would help the industry if those were passed. Got it. Now, what would you say are some of the biggest challenges the ITAD space is facing today? Are there any issues that you're interested in and hope to see solutions for? So we did an article in Green Biz that was talking about the plastics issue, which we were just discussing the, the plastic ban, and that kind of ties in with that, which also then comes back to OEMs. And a lot of them up to this point have not always designed their equipment with the end in mind, where they're not necessarily built for repair or reuse or even recycling. It's hard to figure out what you're supposed to do with something. And this is not limited just to the IT industry. You know, I was last night looking at a bunch of bottles of old nail polish going, what the heck am I supposed to do with old nail polish? It sure would be nice if the bottle told me what I was supposed to do with it after I was done or it dried out. And I think that's one of the biggest things that we've seen and continue to hear is, the communication, even to the consumer, what are they supposed to do with these assets when they're done with them? How are we as iPad companies supposed to make sure it gets done the right way? Uh, we really need the buy-in from the OEMs and their assistance with the streamlining, manufacturing, and of course this is all easier said than done. And a lot of them, to their credit, are working very hard to do this. It's just now we're, I think everybody's kind of playing catch up. It's, uh, and they're doing a good job of communicating and working with their partners, their downstream partners, their iTech companies to see, okay, what can we do to make this easier? What can we do so that if you need to replace a hard drive, it's, it's easy? Or if the batteries can't be used, are they going to ruin the whole system trying to take the battery out? And uh, what can we do to help? That's really the uh, one of the biggest things that's just been an issue for everybody. And that I, I, luckily, I think we're all really striving to improve as a, as a whole. Got it. Now, as a final question, where do you see ITAD heading in the near-term future, you know, the next couple of years? What changes do you think might come? Oh, man. I, re- I think that there's going to be a, and I hope, fingers crossed, there's going to be a boom in 
more of the end processors being developed domestically. We have realized with freight cost, logistics difficulties, these new regulations coming across, we've really got to be able to handle our own equipment within the United States. We still need the capabilities to export functioning equipment, but we've got to be able to start handling our own waste domestically. Um, And I know that's easier said than done, but from what I can tell and what I keep reading and hearing is a lot of companies are up to the challenge and are already taking pretty large strides to start to make those capital investments in their own processes to get this stuff to a state where it's safe, it's safe to be exported, it's not absolutely necessary, or that they can handle it themselves within even their state or their region. Got it. Well, thanks so much. Appreciate talking to you, Caroline. It's been great having you on the show today. Thank you so much, Megan. It was a pleasure. I really do appreciate you uh, setting this up.